Climate change is something people have known about for decades. ExxonMobil, a giant in the oil and gas industry, first recognized it in their climate modeling and related research from 1982. While there have been some changes in the almost 40 years since then, it hasn't been nearly enough to prevent visible changes across the country and across the globe. From the bomb cyclones in the west, worsening hurricanes to the east, and the ongoing drought right here in Walla Walla, climate change is here and it's hitting home. That's part of the reason why Whitman's academic theme for this year is entitled Climate Reckonings, Climate Justice. From Whitman's website on the academic theme, quote, to deepen our understanding of global climate change and to empower Whitman community members to respond meaningfully to this challenge at scales both large and small, we've adopted the academic theme, Climate Reckonings, Climate Justice for 2021-2022. Intended to generate a broad discussion across the Whitman community, the theme will explore the different ways our intellectual traditions engage with and respond to the threats to our global climate and the uneven impacts of these threats across populations and places. Throughout presentations by prominent leaders, panel discussions, readings, performances, and other opportunities to enhance ongoing efforts in classes and through on-campus programming. In order to dig deeper into how such a broad and pressing issue is applied on campus as an academic theme, I went out and asked a professor who both advocated for and now heavily participates in the theme. But first, a brief word from the Career and Community Engagement Center. Students, remember to register to attend one of this year's Winter Break series of Witties Helping Witties, networking events sponsored by the Office of Alumni Relations and the Career and Community Engagement Center. Witties Helping Witties is a series of events in major cities of the West Coast, Bay Area, North Seattle, South Seattle, and Portland, targeted at creating a professional Whitman community in key locations. Share your story, learn about professions you didn't know exist, connect with young alumni who can help you transition to a new city after graduation, talk with recruiters, parents, or alums about internships or early careers in their organizations, and meet other witties working in a city you may want to explore for the summer. We hope you will join us. Kindly RSVP by January 6th, 2022 at bit.ly forward slash whw 2022. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash whw2022. Welcome to the Whitman Wire podcast. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Kirsten Nicolaysen. I'm a professor in the geology department, and I was trained as a geochemist who studies volcanoes. And so you're involved with the Climate Reckonings, Climate Justice academic theme this year. So can you also talk about your role in that a little bit? Sure. I grew up in Wyoming where people were very skeptical of climate change and the evidence that it was created by humans. And that really dominated my life until I went to graduate school. Starting in graduate school, I became aware more and more about the science because I was hearing lectures and guest speakers sometimes on a weekly basis. So at this point in my life, I've had 30 years of learning about climate change, the evidence for climate change, 
and teaching about it, as well as researching the solutions. This keeps me up at night. All right, and so you're just involved because like you have your history in it and <laughs> looking forward is scary. Very scary and yet, yet I see signs of hope and I think that in order for us to, in order for me to have hope on a daily basis, as well as to think about, you know, hopefully having grandchildren, et cetera, someday, um, everything I do now matters. And that led me to start a first year seminar on climate change, and it led me to volunteer to help with the academic theme. The first thing from that, the first year seminar, I was in the first year seminar last semester, and I thought it was, it was informative, but it was also frightening, but in a, like, a motivational way. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, what your intentions are with it, and how you hope people change from it? That was the first time I taught the seminar, so maybe I owe you an apology. <laughs> it, was, it was heavy in the room. Like, it, it felt like a real balancing act to help us move forward in what we were trying to learn, as well as not swamping with emotion. When I designed that seminar, I really wanted to make sure we had a baseline of information about the science, and I chose to use a graphic memoir, and then I gave a lecture, but I wanted to move quickly to just understanding the science is, has not motivated people for 20 or 30 years. We're just getting a clearer picture of what's in store, but we've known the basic story for 30 years. So I wanted us to think about how the arts engage with climate change. The amazing artwork of Nicole Pietrantoni, who was in the art department, poetry, a novel. And so I wanted us to kind of see that this is starting to permeate lots of parts of our society. And then finally, I hoped that we would talk a little bit about some sociology literature, about how community consensus and building community consensus can help motivate people toward working on solutions. And then we wrapped up with solutions. I think next time I'm going to present the solutions sooner so that we don't stay in that dark place for quite so long. The solutions, I feel like the way it was presented kind of mimics the way people have actually interacted with climate change. Like, we've been kind of aware of the issues for such a long time, like for the students for most of us, it's been our entire lives that we've been aware of it, and we've seen like no action being taken. So it's, seeing the solutions come so late, it's almost mimicking real life. I couldn't agree more, and sometimes I think science communication is part of the issue. People are working so hard on developing the foundational knowledge and the technology related to those solutions that we really need communicators to then spread it more widely. And it turns out I love that. So it, um, 
gives me a role in helping research this for my own benefit so that I know how to act as a citizen and voter. And it helps me know how to enliven and make relevant my courses. And it also helps you in relation to the academic theme because you you have the knowledge and from the first year seminar you also have the experience from pulling other disciplines and applying it. So do you want to talk about a little bit, I guess, more like this, the interdisciplinariness of the academic theme with relation to climate change? Yeah. What is really fun is that so many people at Whitman care deeply and I am getting to know them better through our collective work. It was interesting, I had someone ask me like, well, what can one person do? And I said, you know, I'm one person, but I'm working with other individuals who have made a commitment. And so it's really fun to talk with Professor M. Acuff and Professors Jewers and Hoffman and Physics, Bina Arch in History, Eunice Blaviskunas, Alyssa Brown, our Sustainability Coordinator, students are getting involved. So I think this feels achievable when so many people are working toward bringing the information and bringing the guest speakers. So one thing I thought you might be interested in, Coden, is last year we talked about the Karuk tribe and the work of Kari Marie Norgard. Mm -hmm. And she's gonna be a guest speaker this spring. So that will be part of my first year seminar, but she's going to be available to the entire community if they wanna listen. So I'm so excited about that. And I'll be getting in touch with all the folks from last spring. Also, at the very end, we talked about the work of Grace Andrews, who is a PhD, who was looking at using powdered basalt on farm fields. Her work was saying, if we can provide this powdered rock material to other agricultural contexts, then our farm fields start to also clean carbon out of the air. I find it very exciting. Well, turns out, as I looked her up to see if she would be a speaker, she is now working with a nonprofit organization called Project Vesta, where they have a similar idea to take powdered rock, powdered minerals, and put it into the ocean and use the ocean. Guess what? She is going to come talk about the work of Project Vesta next spring. And so these are two great very different disciplinary perspectives uh, that I think it's just crucial as well as intellectually fun to, to think about how these work together to create a solution. That was probably too much. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking forward to that. I feel like there's a lot of information presented in classes and there's definitely a connection with the academic theme especially in like the geology class I'm in. It's earth sciences and climate change is definitely something that is extremely applicable to earth sciences. It's really cool to see like other applications and other things coming into it. I guess one thing, what's the desired impact of 
the academic theme. There's all this information that students and faculty and staff are like, it's available to them. But what do you want to see happen as people get this information? Absolutely. Well, on November 8th, we have a guest speaker talking about electric cars. So one thing I have made a change in my life, two and a half years ago, we bought an electric car. I love it. It's my zippy little car. I plug it into my garage. There's no special plug. And for two and a half years, I've driven it. It has not needed a single service. It has not needed a single drop of oil. This thing is amazing. We all need to move in that direction, right? But wouldn't it be great if students felt curiosity and felt intrigued and felt like it was financially a great decision to get an electric car instead of feeling forced to do it. So that's, that's one example of what I'd like to see happen. I think the other example right now uh, is the federal budget process has been underway. There's a lot of discussion about how much money should go towards climate mitigation and adaptation. That's a crucial discussion. And I think we as citizens, the more we know, the more we can hold our politicians to decisions that are in our best interest and will create a better future. And I feel like in that way, it's, it's pretty related to the previous academic theme of race, violence, and health. The end goal basically is make people more educated on issues that are applicable in government or applicable just in general society, things that are like a danger that most people either don't know about or don't care enough to know about. So are there any other connections that you can draw between this year's academic theme of climate reckonings and climate justice between last year's theme? Yeah, that's a great question. And I want to emphasize that when we're talking about personal safety and the issues that, that are dangerous to us, there are different levels and timelines. And absolutely, people who do not feel safe on a daily basis, that's a signal we have to change as a society. Absolutely, that is a crucial takeaway from last year's theme. We've also been facing the pandemic, and, and that too was crucial. In the background, however, is this global crisis that's unfolding. And if you look at places in our nation and worldwide, places where there's more flooding more frequently, places where there's a lack of insulation to pr get protection from overheating, if you look at where there are really poor sewer systems and water quality issues. Guess who has over time been forced to live in those places? The people with the fewest resources, the most vulnerable. And quite sadly and unfairly, those are often indigenous people and people of color. 
All of those problems with overheating, flooding, sea level rise, water security, infrastructure, we need to turn our attention and our funds and our funding and our policies towards helping the most vulnerable people. And I think that's exactly why we wanted climate justice to be in this year's academic theme. And I feel like also because Whitman is such an international school, like there's a bunch of international students, like even if climate change is in most part like pretty ignored in the U.S. and we don't necessarily see a lot of direct impacts. There's countries around the world where people are getting immediately affected, like there's floods that ruin people. And even if we don't see that in our everyday lives, having this theme is a gateway into that. It's like the first year seminar, but broad. Absolutely. I, I think part of what is difficult for me is to take that extra moment and have a visceral, emotional understanding when you hear in the news that thousands of people are already dying from climate change every year, whether it's heat exhaustion, whether it's flooding. I mean, wrapping your mind around thousands of people having died already from climate change just in this year. I think that the stories that reporters tell us and go ask about are a really important part of trying to make that feel real. And creative artists, musicians, photographers, that's another really important part of making that feel real and and calling forth our compassion so that we act from that place of compassion. It's really easy to just look at the news and find maybe clickbait articles or things that are just like there's no context for it and by trying to make an emotional appeal or trying to draw similarities between people and why there needs to be action like that's how you actually cause things to get better or like at least take a step in the right direction. I have a large question. So I know Kurt Hoffman from Physics is the chair for the Academic Theme Committee. How did the committee come together? Right. The idea of having a second, the question. The faculty first asked the question in our division level, should we have another academic theme? And if so, what would it be? And, and climate change kind of sifted to the top there. And because Kurt Hoffman was a division chair at that time, he really had a, had a campus-wide view. I felt like I was down in the trenches of being a parent and developing this new climate change course and then teaching in a hybrid fashion. So I felt quite thankful when this issue that I care a lot about came to the top, as well as when Kurt Hoffman kindly uh, agreed to spearhead the effort. And so I'm enormously grateful because I feel like I have the capacity to help a lot and, and, and help with my position of, from my position of experience. But I just 
didn't think I could take it on. So it was great. It's definitely a large undertaking if you're trying to make an academic theme for the entire campus, like especially with a liberal arts college where like, sure there's geology, but also like there's the arts and there's like sociology. Do you have any final thoughts or things you'd like to say about the academic theme or just I guess anything in general? I think that if people are looking for more information, there is the IPCC report. There's a web presence there. I think that the COP26 conference, it would really behoove all of us to pay attention to what happens there. And, you know, now is the time to really call senators and representatives and ask that the budget be passed. Like, regardless of what political persuasion you are, if you care about climate change and if you're concerned about the future, you need to ask that they support that. And then lastly, the academic theme webpage is excellent because this is a distributed effort. There are lots of people helping. So keeping an eye on that theme website checking it out once or twice a week, you'll see more and more activities and events uh, being posted. All right, I enjoy your emphasis on just like how important it is, especially for our generation, because like we're the students, we're gonna grow up in this world impacted by climate change. And if we don't encourage action, who knows if action will actually be taken. That was said so well, Coden, and, and Next year is a big election year. And I think the thing we do at Whitman is we ask difficult questions. And I think we should be asking questions of our candidates. Where do they stand on climate change and promoting the policies and budgets that will help ensure a positive future? All right, well, I think that's <laughs> That's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks so much for asking, Coden. It was a pleasure to see you again. Just as Professor Nicolaisen mentioned, there have been plenty of interesting talks and panels related to the academic theme that have happened over the course of this semester, and there are only more that are soon to come after winter break. To find out what's coming up related to the Climate Reckonings Climate Justice theme, just search Academic Theme on the Whitman website. The page includes an updated list of upcoming events, links to the IPCC report that just came out this year, and Whitman's Climate Action Plan from 2016, along with a list of classes being taught next semester that relate to the theme. If you have questions about the academic theme, related events, or climate change in general, I encourage you to reach out to your professors or others on campus. As students, we are here to better our futures, but it is up to us and what actions we both take and demand related to the climate to make sure that we will have a world to live and succeed in. Thanks for listening to the Whitman Wire podcast. This episode was edited by Casey Moulton. We'll be back next week with our final story of the semester.